magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Touch arcade show. <laughs> I hope the video caught that. <laughs> oh, hey guys, what is up? Turn out the podcast every time with Jamie and like, look at that dick. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Touch Arcade Show. Uh, let's see what episode this is. I think you, your problem is you need to move your mic closer to your mouth when you like uh, move. Yeah, see that sounds infinitely better than talk into the mic D- yeah this foreign, foreign concepts probably these little yetis don't have the knob to really? uh adjust the gain or anything yeah it's just either uh like on or off well whatever uh zoom will probably fix it so we'll see zoom fixes everything um yeah how's it going sorry i was i've been this is actually my fault that we haven't recorded in the last two weeks um i went up to chicago for my 40th birthday oh you just had your birthday i forgot yeah the 28th right big 4-0 yep oh man so how's that well so uh i turned 40 on what day would have that have been uh tuesday uh-huh. on wednesday i lifted something heavy and now when i turn my neck to the side my sh- shoulder blade hurts yep you're 40 That's so it. yeah That's a gift <laughs> i i hit up brad because he's had a lot of like weird lifting issues and i'm like hey well um is this how concerning is this oh just take it easy for a few days so, okay yeah so well, that's exciting uh yeah. Yeah, you, so the last time we recorded three weeks ago, uh, you told me you were going to be out of town and uh, we were going to record something on Monday or Tuesday and then I forgot. So it was partially, partially my fault. Typical Jared. And then last week you had a uh, material supply issue. House emergency. Emergency. Um, So I don't know. I feel, (laughs) I, I apologize that we missed some shows. I feel like we keep coming back and being like, we're on track. We're not going to miss anymore. And then we miss more. And I, f- I feel like I I'm just, in an abusive relationship or something. I'm excited <laughs> for my life to just get boring again. Like, that's the thing. Oh, like, God, tell me about it. Yeah. I uh, used to have literally nothing going on other than like, oh, yeah, I'm going to record a podcast. Yeah, sure. I'm not doing jack shit. Yeah. Instead of being in like full on freak out mode because like the shit I need to fix my house is not in stock anywhere mm-hmm. near me. And I need mm-hmm. to drive half the way across Tennessee to buy a fucking. Uh, don't get me Something started. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Um. So in in better news, well, I'll, I I will say though we've been reading emails and stuff. Actually, I have a couple we could read today. Um. I have everyone, a, I think I have a continuation of the Hogwarts legacy drama too. That has, so oh. I think we started. Didn't we talk about that last time we recorded? Right, is the mm-hmm. the drama surrounding like the purity testing of who 
uh, is or is not playing Hogwarts Legacy is some larger <laughs> statement that, yeah, <laughs> I mean, is a reasonable argument to make, but uh, yeah. like everything on the internet just becomes exhausting after yeah. enough time. So, yeah. um, it was kind of funny with this. I've been, I mean, I had no fucking time to play this game. So I, it's not even <clears throat> something that, you know, is a concern in my life right now. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. someone that uh, you know, can't resist the drama of the day on mm-hmm. most things or just following it. I don't really participate anymore, but yeah, I enjoy uh, following it. Um, so people pretty much settled on like the only ethical way to play this game is mm-hmm. pirating it right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because like uh that way you can guarantee that jk rowling will not get any any of your money <laughs> by playing the game which i mean okay um right <laughs> you know, i can i can see the argument there um i mean you could just elect to not play it and play anything yeah. else but um so the person that uh released the uh uh, the pirated version of the crack or whatever is this um person that is kind of notorious for um releasing these things and including like the info file and just like using that as like a soapbox for mm-hmm. ranting about you know like whatever mm-hmm. whatever stuff is happening at the time you know which like mm-hmm. i guess previously was like a lot of stuff about like ukraine and russia and all and all this stuff mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um because you got to read this file to like learn how to circumvent whatever you need to do to install the game right so um i think everyone was expecting this person behind this thing to just have like a scathing rebuke of jk rowling uh with the release of the pirated version of the game and instead instead, he's on board instead the whole thing starts with like yeah here's uh, i don't know run this program and it'll delete the copy protection or whatever else and then like the notes are i stand with jk rowling and this like just unbelievable <laughs> screed about wow. like transgendered people and all this other stuff wow. so i don't the the drama surrounding it afterwards was just like oh my god like so because like all these people are like oh man they're gonna really turn the screws yeah. on jk yeah. rowling and this is like the ethical thing to do is steal this game and all this stuff and now it's like well the person <laughs> that made the pirated version arguably i mean this nfo is like filled with like slurs that you just don't see on the internet anymore and stuff like that i was just like oh man this is this is a totally unexpected turn yeah of this already very dramatic game release yeah uh because now i guess if you download that you're technically supporting the work of that person who seems <laughs> way more unhinged than jk rowling so oh man i don't know that's a hot potato yeah, but I guess in the last two weeks, it seems like no one really cares anymore. So, as on with to, all drama on the internet, it fades pretty on to quickly. on to bigger and better things. I don't even I don't even know what people are mad about now. But are people still mad at Dilbert? Oh, Dilbert guy. Yeah, he uh, after like a decade of being a prolific <laughs> shithead online, he finally faced consequences and is like, "What happened?" <laughs> I remember I apparently yeah that guy being terrible is a long time uh but I it was probably like four or five years ago when the last thing happened it was probably like around Trump getting elected or something and uh it it came out that like he was terrible or whatever he said at that time and I was just like what like the Dilbert yeah. guy like, well dude it's, it's just there's like a bunch of people in that ecosystem of just like yeah. really outspoken internet weirdos that were 
at one point kind of maybe relevant in in some way like the dude that played the uh uh hercules on that uh show on oh, kevin sorbo kevin sorbo yeah, he's, he's in like that same too. ecosystem and it's just like it's just like people that everyone forgot found twitter <laughs> and now are somehow relevant again by just constantly saying dumb things you know i would go as far as to say that neil degrasse tyson is also in this sort of uh mm-hmm. circle in a little bit away because like i remember i remember like really being a fan of his before mm-hmm. twitter became a thing right because it was right. like you know he was doing like reading rainbow and like all cool these really cool things. like yeah like cool yeah. science things that i really enjoyed that like, he existed yeah. in my brain is like uh you know like the counterpart to like bill nye the science guy basically right like who right. i also really like you know and like adam savage and like those sort of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or so, man his online presence is like let me just roll some dice and find the craziest <laughs> hill to die on today yeah. <laughs> and the thing that i can be the most like weirdly obnoxiously pedantic about yeah to uh, like in response or quote tweet to like a nobody you know like it's just yeah. like yeah. i don't know very bizarre behavior that um i don't know it doesn't cost anything to just shut the fuck up like that's the thing i know like, i think we've said this many times before but if i was wealthy of any magnitude i would not be spending any time online whatsoever <laughs> yeah i'd just be like all right well a goodbye. million things i'd rather be doing um, um speaking of adam savage we we've fallen down i don't know if i've i've mentioned this or not but um fallen down a rabbit hole of his youtube channel uh it's called mm-hmm. tested on youtube mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. truly outstanding like it's just uh-huh. um i don't know what it is about that and i feel like i have to have mentioned this on here but i don't know what it is about that guy but he can make the most boring repetitive task like the yeah. most fascinating thing that you've seen that day yeah yeah, yeah. You know, and it could be as simple as like, hey, I'm machining this piece of metal to uh, fit inside of this other piece of metal. And I'm going to walk yeah. you through like every single step that you need to do to, to do this, like extremely precise machining. And I don't know, it's just uh, there's he, that dude just has like some magic that uh, is hard to I don't know, I, like very few people, I think, are capable of doing what he's yeah no i enjoy watching him a lot yeah um and i guess on the topic of youtube i i recently paid for ad free youtube so i've been uh how's that going uh good well is it the youtube algorithm uh i don't know something like that um the it's not it's not expensive compared to the irritation of like anytime you load a youtube video Mm -hmm. being forced to watch like five minutes of ads Mm -hmm. but um yeah now the algorithm kind of like figured out the kind of stuff that we like uh the other Mm -hmm. YouTube channel recommendation that I have that I've really been enjoying is uh it's just the channel name is Tasting History. So I think it's youtube.com slash mm-hmm. tasting history, but mm-hmm. the name of it is uh Tasting History with Max Miller. So mm-hmm. what this guy does is um he uh like researches extremely old recipes and mm-hmm. tries to like recreate them. Mm-hmm. Uh and and it you know often involves this like really wild kind of like goose chase of uh-huh. figuring out like like so for instance the one we watched last night was part of a continuation of uh him like recreating the menu of like the food that was on the titanic right uh-huh. and uh he like if third class like they just had like gruel for dinner and you know the video was like <laughs> on like what gruel actually was because mm-hmm. like you know you think of it as like you know, kind of like an Oliver twist kind of thing, like the lowest of the low yeah. food that you can get. But he's like, yeah. well, actually, you yeah. know, when we look at these recipes, like 
they put spices and all sorts of other stuff like that. And like, yes, you know, mm -hmm. it was a, you know, the base carbohydrate is fairly simple, but you know, when you get into these different preparations, like this is, uh, you know, just as good as like some really good oatmeal that you would yeah. eat today, yeah. you know, and it's, uh, it's probably more of a, uh, like, this is something we can make in mass quantities very yeah. easily as opposed to like, let's feed them garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so another one that we saw another really interesting video, if you want to watch a show, like the Titanic stuff, super interesting. Uh, there was a video on like the history of ketchup because apparently ketchup mm. started like when you trace the history of ketchup, it goes all the way back to Asia and it's a fish mm -hmm. sauce based thing. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's I like this fell down that rabbit hole on Wikipedia or something one time oh, yeah. and never realized that ketchup doesn't necessarily tomato ketchup is something like ketchup can be anything really as long as it's like preserved in that specific way yeah but it, i mean it's a truly amazing video because like it's it's cool watching them go through the history and just how many things like were a result of like explorers going around and being like yeah i don't mm -hmm. know i had this weird thing when i was in china i don't know anything that's in it yeah. but it was kind of like this mm -hmm. and then that recipe just like totally changing based on like that boat ride back more or less mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so I don't know. It's just I, that's the kind of nerdy stuff that I like watching. So if you're looking for a good channel recommendation, that's. Uh, that's yeah, my... I think uh, part of that was that ketchup, tomato ketchup wasn't even like a popular condiment until mm -hmm. like hamburger stands in the 50s started springing. Oh, yeah. And the, the other fun thing that came out of this is, you know, like Heinz 57, like mm -hmm. the 57 varieties doesn't mean anything. They just like yeah. you're just like, I don't know. It sounds cool. Let's put it on, on the poster. Oh, really? There never was 57 <laughs> varieties of 57 anything. They were just like, oh, yeah, okay, let's. Uh, I like that. It was just, just marketing, basically, which yeah. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty crazy. But yeah, so Tasting History with Max Miller, highly, highly recommended. That's a good rack. Um, but yeah, you want to uh, jump into emails now that I've. Sure. Got my unrelated <clears throat> plugs out of the yes, way. I, guess. I love that. Uh, what I was going to say, actually, too, is that. Um, most emails we have been getting, which we've been reading, is um, I think people are okay if we don't if we miss shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't see anybody really complaining about it. They're just like, do your thing. We know you guys have lives and things come up and and whatever. So I'm gonna just stop apologizing if we miss episodes <laughs> because it makes me feel like uh, I don't know, bad a bad father or something, mm. missing his kids' recitals every time he says he's gonna go. Um, Okay, so first email we is, got is. Can you from, hear the? Is my mic picking up the thunder and stuff? It's storming here super hard today. I don't think so. Well, I'm sure yeah, the dogs going to start freaking out soon. Zoom but. doing its thing. Um, okay, our first email is from Ray. Ray says, Hey, Eli and Jared, I meant to send an email last week, but life stuff got in the way. I just want to say that I appreciate the time you put into the podcast, and I'm always excited when a new episode pops up in my feed. Having been a listener for over a decade now, even though we have never met, I feel like you are old friends and enjoy hearing about what's going on in your day-to-day -day lives. Hashtag keep the banter. Hmm. Also, being a father of two super active children, five and eight, I don't have as much time as I used to put towards gaming, and I rely on your experience to decide what is the best use of my gaming time. After the last episode, I just had a couple of comments that came to mind. I think that one remains Nintendo has no need to release a new... Oh, I've I think that one reason Nintendo has no need to release a new Switch is because COVID got a bunch of people where not not quote unquote gamers to purchase a Switch just for Animal Crossing. Oh, a million percent. Now that they realize video game is a video is a valid mm -hmm. form of entertainment, they're now playing games from years ago 
that are new to them and look great when not compared to how they look on next-gen consoles. For example, I have a friend who never played video games, start with AC, then randomly picked up Diablo 4 on sale and is now playing Skyrim all on a Switch Lite. Yeah. Um, also, Octopath is great. <clears throat> I just started playing it on Game Pass two days ago. Since it is available via the cloud, I mostly just play it on my iPad with the touch controls. Oh, Anywho, that's this, cool. Yeah, I know. That's a good idea. Huh. Anyway, this email is already long, so thanks for all the entertainment. Cool. Thanks, Ray. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that... um. Well, also COVID in terms of like component shortages and blah, 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 you know, supply chain issues, getting places to put your electronics together, um, all that stuff increased in difficulty with COVID. So that's probably another reason that Nintendo's like, if we don't got to do something, let's not do it right now, you know? Yeah. But um, a bunch of people buying a Switch for Animal Crossing, that was definitely a cultural moment. That, that marks the beginning of COVID for me because it was like, uh, maybe a month before that, that it was started to be like, what's this COVID thing? What they're shutting? Oh yeah, because you know, like Animal Crossing came out like the February before, like all the lockdown stuff, right? Am it, I remembering it, that correctly? I feel like it came out in April. I feel like it was like a month after COVID started, but okay. I, I don't. but either way, I yeah, it's like, but yeah, it was is definitely right around that time, <clears throat> and then it was like everybody was at home playing Animal Crossing. It's like the topic, no matter where you were from, what level of gamer you were, like all that stuff was like people playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, which is, I I look back as that as like a really good memory of all the COVID terribleness was just like that sort of like, um, I don't know, that weird shared moment with a bunch of people all playing the same thing and, and Animal Crossing was super fun until it wasn't. But yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's always how those games are when it's like, all right, well, I've done like <laughs> Burn yourself out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, um yeah for us animal crossing was was pretty important um because you know we had just moved to tennessee uh pretty much before covid and i was um you know i most of the stuff i do online so you know i I, most of my friends i just play games with online and all that stuff so it's really i I wasn't super worried about it right but i know that yeah yeah Lindsay has a ton of friends that we pretty much moved away from right and i was kind of worried about like like you know she's gonna feel lonely in tennessee or whatever else and then like mm-hmm. all of her friends just bought a switch in animal crossing and it was like that's cool a whole group of people that were introduced to things you know like like discord and you know all this other stuff kind of out of necessity just because everyone was just staying home and it was like the game yeah. that everyone was playing and yeah. the multiplayer and it was really easy and collaborative yeah. and yeah um you know you could have actual hangouts in your game and stuff which i mean i don't know talk about being in the right place at the right time i (laughs) truly unbelievable well it is true though too like um i think about like the wii was one of those things or like the ds was one of those things all the mega mega mainstream popular consoles mostly nintendo but not just nintendo but like people buy it for like one game everyone's talking Mm -hmm. about wii sports they go grab a wii um, or like brain training was like a big or Nintendogs were those were two big DS sellers. Oh God, um, Nintendogs, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then when you're like done with that game or that game's not popular anymore, or whatever, you're sort of poking around like, what else can this thing do? And that can lead to you. I mean, that could lead to people becoming lifelong gamers or just discovering gaming in general, which I think is super rad. Or even way back to like the Game Boy and Tetris, like everybody had to have a Game mm-hmm. Boy for Tetris. But then after that. You're probably like buying other stuff for it too. So, yeah. Um, the other sort of <clears throat> silly thing that um, came in the Switch and, and watching all these people playing games for the first time, and you know, Lindsay Circle was like, 
you know, people on the internet get so hard into Nintendo about like their retro re- releases and like the Nintendo yeah. online stuff being so lame and yeah, everything else. But like the amount of people that, you know, I heard in her being like, oh shit, like remember Ice Climbers or whatever? Like, yeah. it's, it's on yeah. here. This is so cool. Like, yeah, you know, and I think that it's real easy to, you know, when you're totally immersed in kind of like, you know, gamer stuff, it's really easy to lose yeah. perspective of like, you know, there's a ton of people that, the concept of like downloading an emulator and playing a ROM and everything else is like basically black magic, yeah. you know, just like not even, not even yeah. in the cards of something you can do. And when Nintendo, you know, bundles it up in a way where it's like, Hey, you can just click a button on your thing. And mm-hmm. this is here. It costs $10 a year or whatever it costs. Like, yeah, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. And geez, the, the back library of switch for people that don't play every new release, the second it comes out or whatever. I mean, Dude, you could be playing that forever, just first party games, like all yeah. the re-released Wii games, all the new first party <clears> games <throat> that come out. Um, you would just be set forever. So there's well, speaking of which, huge... I think there's a sale going on right now, if unless it's yeah. expired, of like most of the first party stuff is on sale for 40 bucks, which yeah, that, there's none never goes on sale. Well, March 10th is Mario Day. I think that's what the catalyst was for putting a bunch of the Nintendo mm. stuff on sale. But yeah, I I mean you know, I, I own basically anything I've wanted first party Nintendo stuff already, but yeah, that stuff never goes on sale. I remember passing on the Donkey Kong country tropical freeze it oh, was yeah. on sale for 40 bucks once. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get around to playing it. I'll just wait for it to be on sale again. And then it was like two plus years until it was on sale again. <laughs> and once it was, I bought it and I still haven't played it. Of well, course, but you know, yeah, I have it. it's it's really set. good though. You should yeah. you should set aside some time to at least play a little bit. I mean, it's well, I have um just to sidebar for a minute. Uh, I'm I'm sitting at a desk. I'm not sitting at stacked up cardboard boxes anymore, and I'm sitting in a desk chair, which is cool. I'm not just sitting on the edge of a fold out bed. Wow. Um, I really, set really up. moving I my, on up. My ring light set up. Um, yeah, I've been working hard on getting this office sorted out, but I have my TV mounted and then I have all my systems hooked up. Um, and I'm going to try and make an effort to play my Switch on the TV more. Um, I have one of those 8-bit dough controllers, this guy. And um, I feel like... Uh, Check out how hard it's are raining you, here. Are you storming? Storming Norman. Storming hard. Um, I... Uh, yeah, I, I've only played my Switch on the TV maybe three times ever. And um, I don't know why. It's just so much easier to grab it in handheld, right? And play on the couch or whatever. But um, I feel like with the kids now, um, especially our toddler who's going to be four. Um, and he loves video games when we play on my phone and stuff. So um, I feel like it'd be fun to kick back with him. I can give him a second controller to play Mario Kart or something like that. But I'm going to make more of an effort to try and play my Switch on the TV. Yeah, um, I don't. Need, I didn't even have it hooked up to a TV before. I didn't have the dock. It was in the um, box. And stuff. I played through Metroid Dread on the TV more out of necessity than anything else because that game had a lot of. Um, I don't remember what exactly controls. It's like awkward controls or something, right? Yeah. Well, it was just like very reliant on like the uh, bumpers and triggers, you know. Mm-hmm. Which just mm-hmm. like, I mean, it was fine on, uh, you know, like on the mobile mode, but like the pro controller. Yeah which is so much better on that because you can mm-hmm. have like two fingers on each side and hit both of them. And yeah. I don't know, you just, maybe I'm just fat, I guess, but I, it was hard. On, <laughs> maybe <laughs> hard on yeah. the, uh, the original one, but 
Well, one of these days when I get a little more time, I'm still kind of this. There's still a lot of junk piled up in here or whatever, but I'm getting there. And um, I think it would be fun to kick back. I my my goal is to have a very comfortable gaming setup by the time Zelda launches. <laughs> so I can oh, play yeah. Zelda. I'll try and play it on the TV, and maybe the kid can watch. But um, yeah. Anyway, cool. If if it's nice to be not having this room be so such a disaster it was stressing me out <laughs> yeah man speaking of which i had found like the mega score on amazon to mm -hmm. um so the tv that's behind me mm -hmm. uh my so it's on the opposite side of the room to where like my desk is and like my, my pc is in front of mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. and i've got like when i remodeled i put like um basically like big cable conduits to run crap like behind the tv from the basement mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. over in this corner where my computer is down to the basement thinking like yeah. eventually i will hook up my tv to my computer and yeah. be able to play computer games on the tv and all this stuff mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, i was going to do that pretty immediately and then i discovered okay well i need a 50 foot hdmi cable to do that <laughs> do even, even though make... it's like not that far but like going uh -huh. down yeah over yeah uh, kind of avoiding some pipes and stuff and then uh -huh. coming back up like adds a lot to the length of the cable. Wow. And at the time that was when the um, Xbox or the what is it HDMI 2.1 I think it is or whatever was yeah, fairly yeah. new uh -huh. and it was like oh my god if you want a 50 foot cable that can support like the 4k <laughs> oh it was it was like over 300 and I was just like yeah, mm, yeah I don't know if I really need to play yeah. stuff on my tv 300 bad um but i was just like on a whim randomly looking around amazon and you know i was like oh yep these cables are still super expensive and then mm -hmm. uh on the listing there was a used one for 60 hmm. bucks hmm. and you know you know how sometimes amazon has like oh here's the price and under it there's like oh we also on amazon marketplace have yeah. this i was yeah, like yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, like, this is insane. I ordered immediately thinking like, mm, I don't know, used cable. Like, this seems weird. Yeah. Like, why would someone be so, particularly this cheap? But I'm yeah. rocking and rolling now. It's I should have done this. A Did long you time get it all set up? Yeah. Oh, nice. It's, it's really cool because I can just turn on my PC and just play on my TV with an Xbox controller hooked up to my PC wirelessly. It, it like works like a, a Xbox on crack, basically. It's really cool. nice. Yeah. So that's um, awesome. That's a great idea. Now I'm playing through Elden Ring uh, again at uh, 4K, mm -hmm, 120 mm -hmm. frames per second. Which mm. is, looks outstanding. I mean, it's just like really, really yeah. cool. I've been flirting with the idea of getting one of those Steam Deck docks. Um, well, but you can I just get I, any old USB C thing that you can. But I like the I like the Valve one. But um, well, they're also not even that expensive. But I oh, wow. the, my problem is I don't have enough HDMI inputs right now. They're all taken up because my TV only has four, and one of them is for the sound bar. So get a um, switch box for reasonably inexpensive. I I'm sure I have one somewhere, but that's also kind of annoying. I guess it doesn't um, really matter. I I have one uh, or had one. I don't even really know where it is right now. Um, mm -hmm. That automatically switched based on like what it detected video from, you know. So it was pretty seamless as far as yeah. Um, Maybe I'll get one for the, uh, I can put it next to the Switch and those will be the two dockable consoles and they can yeah. switch between them. But anyway. Yeah, I've never, I've never hooked my Steam Deck up to the TV. I should try that sometime. See how it is. Yeah. I haven't hooked it up to anything either. Um, let me, let's see. I think we have one more email to read. Okay. Yes. This one is from Kyle, uh, who says, I listen to 
It says, hey guys, just writing in after the call out after the last episode, asking for proof of life from your listeners and the, enjoy the podcast and have been listening for your, a few years now. Um, did we read this one before? Well, whatever. I really like that you branched out into all things handheld gaming as I've definitely gone from playing a lot of games on my phone to more on a variety of handheld devices from the Steam Deck to the Switch to the Playdate to a variety of cheap handhelds. One thing I'm curious if you've dived into at all is AR glasses like the Inreal Air at all. Been really I've been getting lots of ads for them. Does yeah. that count? Like lots I've been really of enjoying ads. plugging those into my Steam Deck so I can get a huge personal screen anywhere I go. Anyway, I appreciate the podcast when it drops. I never miss any since they just drop into my playlist whenever you release a new one. Cheers, Kyle. Um, I have not messed with those AR glass things. Which one did he say? The Enreal the ones? Enreal, yeah. Yeah. In real, I think the Fox did a um, video on those at one point, and I was like, that looks well, that, interesting, okay, but yeah. I never... These are the ones that come up first on the Amazon. I'm pretty sure these are the ones I see ads for, because it's like Ray-Bans are mm-hmm. kind of cool. Hmm. Um, a long, long time ago, I had the Sony Glastrons. Remember those? Uh-uh. Yeah, so Sony... Oh, man, let me look up what year this would have even been. Um, uh, Sony Glastrons um okay so this was 1996 okay well so i bought what? i bought a used pair that were uh-huh. several years old and i uh-huh. probably paid way too much money for them oh yeah it was an older model there so that that would have been 98 so i probably bought them you know early 2000s or something like that and it was similar deal where it was like a uh-huh. kind of like a head mounted display with two LCDs in it. And when you look through it, it was like, you have this big screen in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, just unbelievably bad quality though. I mean, like, <laughs> like, you know, it was, yeah. it was kind of like in that era where like Sony was releasing all these things where like now it seems like a lot of those products they actually shipped and were available to purchase uh-huh. would just be like wacky stuff that they make a YouTube video of or show at CES mm-hmm. and it like never really get anywhere, right? Like the mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sony uh, Arbo, was it? The the mm-hmm. dog robot thing, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm interested, however, skeptical in how good these things are. Yeah, yeah. Because like the, the mock-ups that they show of it look, I mean, just I don't know how it's possible that it would actually look like this. Actually, be good. I um, I just haven't ever had a desire for something like this, but also I've never really thought about it. So maybe I would try it and be like, "Oh, this is awesome." But um, well, to me, I mean, this seems like the fucking dream of being a uh, like '80s kid looking to play Nintendo in a one TV household, right? Like, imagine (laughs) just it's like seriously like something out of like a sci-fi magazine at the time to be like, hey, in the future you'll just be able to plug your Nintendo straight into some glasses you put on your head, and it's like you're playing on a 200 inch TV. It's like that would just be you know Hmm. unfathomable to think, but um. Yeah, it seems like the good ones cool. are like like four hundred ish to five hundred ish dollars. Like, and I just mm, that's maybe a little out of range for like a. Yeah, let me yeah, see what. Yeah, for me, that's uh my threshold of like dumb thing that I will buy <laughs> without worrying about it too much is like closer to like a hundred bucks, maybe two hundred right. bucks, depending uh, on what it is. I, I, you know, that's actually not a terrible price if this is something that you use all the time. Um, well, particularly if, if it, became... it could legitimately replace a TV for you, right? Because like, right. 
you know, yeah. it's hard to buy it. I mean, you can buy cheaper TVs, but it's hard to buy a decent big TV for less than like 500 bucks. Right. So if yeah, this performs like a TV and isn't annoying to wear, like, I mean, that mm -hmm. seems pretty mm -hmm. cool to me, I guess. Man, I don't want to get interested. I don't have the money to be interested in that, but I, I'm, I am now. <laughs> I wonder why you bring go, it up, Kyle. Uh, where you could go to just like try it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is this something that you could try at like Best Buy or something? Or I, I haven't been in Best Buy in years. I don't know. <laughs> because, like, I, I imagine this is a lot like like VR, right? Where it's like mm -hmm. demoing it, like the videos, and like on the Amazon reviews, there's like people taking like photos through the lenses and stuff, and it's just like, mm -hmm. okay, I can yes yeah, see, mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I don't, I don't know how it is. Whereas, like. Yeah, you know, like the first time you put an Oculus on. I remember when we like demoed the Oculus at E3 and it was like, holy fuck, yeah. this is cool. Yeah, that was uh versus uh you know, just like looking at screenshots of VR games, being like, okay, this looks like any other space shooter I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um interesting. Yeah, the Fox did do a video on these. I might have to watch this. Um I don't want to I don't or want to go down convince them to send me slope. a review unit. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not Tell them on Amazon. Not gonna do it. Uh so okay. So speaking of buying things you don't really need, that's a nice segue. Um, I was gonna talk about the new Mayu Mini. I watched the video. Mayu uh, Mini Plus, I guess it's called. I watched the video that you sent me and I am yeah. intrigued. Let's see. However, I, I don't know. To... I just, I, the thing is like, you don't have an RG 351V, right? I don't. I have the 351M actually. Um, and liked it, except that it felt a little too fussy to like get going with it mm -hmm. compared to the mini, which just turns on instantly and there you go or whatever. I don't know. And, and I thought it was a little uncomfortable, but I did buy the metal one like an idiot. So. But um, that's the the horizontal one, right? Not the Game Boy the style horizontal one. one. That's yeah, right. yeah. See, like yeah. that's the thing. Like I have an RG three fifty one V. I got it all fucking tweaked and tuned out. I with, remember like, the yeah. Elect three fifty one and like every every game known to man. Yeah, and I do really like the the Miu Mini and the Onion mm. OS and all that stuff. And I'm just like, man, this is like literally duplicating the functionality of <laughs> what I have right now. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I agree. I I think I'm trying to figure out if uh today's supposed to be the day these go on sale, I think. On the what what Mayu killed me was uh store. and I don't know if that was intentional with that retro game core video that um you sent over, but that guy like mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. did a good job of like pumping me full of some FOMO because he was like, and you know, you can pre-order these right now, and you know, a lot of the times you miss out on the pre-order of these and you want one, like yeah. you'll just be waiting yeah. forever for some AliExpress reseller to send you one because yeah. they sell out. And I was like, oh yeah. man, and they're, but they're only like, they're not expensive either. They're definitely under bucks. My, yeah, see, yeah. like that's well under my threshold of dumb shit so I, I buy. So since we got our Miu Minis of, of, I don't know when that was, six months ago or something, um, I a lot of different similar handhelds have come out and a lot of better ones, a lot of ones that play more games, a lot of different varieties, like some are on Android and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, and they're all roughly in that same like 100 to maybe 150 range of, of price. And um, 
I've resisted. Like I'll watch videos of them sometimes and think that looks neat, but then think about like, well, it's not really bettering my life over my mini, which I adore. So I've like not had a huge urge to want to go buy any of these other ones that have come out. Um, and when I heard about the mini plus coming out, which by the way, is like a really silly name to call something a my mini plus, but whatever. Um, I was like, okay, like who needs that? I apparently this whole thing came about because the original screens from the original mini, they can't get anymore. So they can't oh, even really? make them. Yeah. They can't make the Mayu mini, the yeah. original at all anymore. It's it almost done. makes you want to like buy a spare. Cause I love that. Well, thing. they, you can't, I mean, you'd have to buy, they go for oh, really? like one, one fifty plus no on like way. eBay and stuff. Right, so gonna, yeah, I'm you can't get them anywhere right, right now. now. No fucking way. Fact check it. Cause the last shipment that Miu itself got in, sold out within like minutes holy so shit it's done it's end of life um which makes me definitely want to hang on to mine for now oh even my they god are selling is, i like cannot believe what this. i bought it for so anyway no that, they were that like was 50 the whole... bucks new like that was the whole appeal of it, it was like yeah, yeah dude you want to get an emulation scene 50 bucks yeah. let's go I know. order on amazon so, pay a ten dollar premium uh, and have it tomorrow like that kind of thing so they you know? can't make that size anymore which is why they had to come up with a slightly larger one and um, the new oh, Plus man. has a 3.5-inch screen, I think. It's like roughly, I don't know, it's a little bit larger than the other one, but not like crazy big. It's not as big as like a, um like an old Game Boy or anything like that, right? Oh, so anyway, man. they um they say, Miu themselves, um, says like, uh, oh yeah, we have pl- all the components. We can make tons of these. They said they're, they've are already ordered 20,000 or something like that, which sounds like (sighs) they say a lot of things, Jared. Right. So anyway, um, the reason I decided to actually get this, um, is because, well, probably the number one reason is, Oh, they're sold out now. (laughs) Where? Uh, Oh, keep retro. They keep retro. They're sold out. Well, you should be able to pre-order for a future one, right? Oh no! Yeah, shipping by April tenth. You can still get them. Yeah, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same if you're not in the original shipment. I am not in the original shipment. These sold out a while ago. I, I, whenever I pre-ordered mine was when I sent you that link. So that was earlier this week, I think, or something. But I can wait till April. It's fine. It's a month. But um, but anyway. Oh, and they have atomic purple of these which i think is pretty sweet yeah but what's annoying though i I actually you know what the reason i didn't pre-order this is because i wanted the atomic purple one you can only get the atomic purple if you also get the sd card with it and historically uh yeah like you can only get uh hmm, oh i guess never mind they're all the same when i when i looked at it they all come with an sd card yeah well when i looked at before it was like the purple is only the 128 uh gig card and i was like uh-huh. these always come with some wacky no name sd card and like the first so thing that away, any away. yeah and the, the problem is like the first thing that any of these tutorials on like how to do better firmware or whatever tell you is like use that sd card on something else because like if you have mm-hmm. a problem with this thing the first solution is buy a name brand sd card right because they they <laughs> ship the cheapest fucking bullshit that they can find yeah right yeah um so anywho going back to why i bought this thing is um 
probably one of the main reasons is this one has Wi-Fi now, which I think is great. I like oh, to have Wi-Fi. I think it's yeah. handy. I like retro achievements and uh, things like downloading <sighs> box art and stuff like that. I, that was one of the main reasons I got the RG model that I got. Was yeah, was, I mean, it had Wi-Fi. You're selling me on. Um, I mean, that's the only I know, thing I know, that I, know. I don't like about the Mi Mini is retro achievements doesn't work on it. Well, I also it's kind of nice. So I love how small the mini is, but it does get uncomfortable if you play it too long, right? It's very tiny. Um, a slightly larger one. That's, that's one of the main points retro game core was making was like, I've, he says I fully switched over to this larger one because it is more comfortable to play while still being very tiny, um, slightly larger screen. You know, I don't know. I think it seems like for the price, especially, I'm going to try and upgrade to this one and see if I can get totally switched over. And then maybe the old mini, now that it's like a collector's item, maybe I can, you know, which, flip which, it for some. What some color did you get? I got the black one this time, actually. Yeah, I got the black one, the other one. I think I need to get the black one so they match. You could. I have the white mini and I really like it. But, um, just to be different, I felt the like atomic purple then, is really cool, though. Atomic purple is cool. I never had. Atomic purple. I think I maybe had a third party controller or something that was atomic purple, but um, I had uh, whatever the solid purple Game Boy color was. I was I don't remember the name of that color, but it was like this awesome violet, bluish purple, whatever. But I I, I don't like the black. I feel like is not as transparent as the purple, and I don't really like seeing the guts of the thing. So that's just me. I'm sure. Let's see how much shipping is. Free shipping for me. Or, yeah, free shipping and no tax. I don't know why. It was straight up 70 bucks. That's it. So, anyway. Um, oh, you're going to pull the trigger Jared. live on air. Did I convince you? Um, I don't know. I'm psyched about it. I think the Onion people that make the, the operating system for the MiU that's so popular um, are already working on like a special version for the plus that'll probably take advantage of wi-fi and add some new features or whatever it's not more powerful it's not going to play any additional games it's hardware wise aside from having wi-fi it's it's identical to the other one but um i don't know we'll see i'm worried to get it too and be like oh man it's not that much larger but it's just large enough to not be as pocketable as the mini is now because one of the things i love about it is you don't even feel that thing in your pocket um free shipping no tax yeah i don't know bro oh. i don't know man i don't know what to tell you don't i really like my meat i really like my me mini like that's the thing like it's uh well i, I figure too if i get this larger one and feel like man it's just not the same i don't like it as much sell it or give it to somebody or something you know what i mean like i don't think it's Price-wise, it's not in that realm where I'm going to be like, oh, no, what do I do? Um, if I like the smaller oh, one yeah. better, let's keep the smaller one. So, Oh, my we'll God. See. It's making me use fucking PayPal. Yeah, you got to use PayPal. Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, I think anybody out there that's playing, that has a Miu Mini and likes it, or was interested in one and was never able to get a hold of one, um, and want something similar, go check out that Retro Game Core video on it because he's always does a great job going really in depth about everything. Um, there's a couple other very minor things like they they adjusted the back buttons, the L and R triggers and stuff to be 
a little bit more comfortable and um, so you can feel them a little better. I always accidentally hit mine Mm -hmm. when I don't mean to. Um, Also, he says the build itself seems a lot more solid um, where like the Mi Mini, if you shake it, it rattles. He this one has no rattling or anything like that. I don't know what that says, if that means it's built more solidly or not, but I just see it does like not rattle. We're in there a little loose. Where yeah. is he says button feel and D pad feel and all that stuff is like identical. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else is. Oh, one of the downsides is this one doesn't come with a cool little soft case or semi hard case like the other one, but I don't, I generally keep that. If I put it back in my desk, I'll keep it. But if I'm carrying it around the house or carrying it out with me, I just stick the thing in my pocket naked. Okay, um, I just fucking bought it. <laughs> it worked. Piece yes. of shit. Worked. Well, that's cool. Hopefully, maybe we'll get them around the same time and we can talk about them in a month. I really like my Mew Mini, though. That really bums me out that they're like extinct now, though, because like that was that was such an effortless recommendation for people. Yeah. When you know they maybe oh you like you have all these emulation things like you know what mm-hmm. what should I you know, you're always talking about cool there Boom, like what should 50 I get bucks, yeah me many fifty bucks boom done if you don't want to wait buy it on Amazon kept, even if you kept the stock firmware and stuff like it's not a terrible experience right like a lot of these is just like oh yeah the hardware is cool but like just instantly get rid of the stock yeah, firmware yeah. it's garbage or whatever um, these ones I feel like you could just buy to a complete no nothing and they could just play it out the box and have a lot of fun with it. Um, and then even if you do want to tweak it to somebody that's not super experienced, it wasn't a hard situation to do really at all. I'm uh, uh, I'm curious how they're getting away with including like full ROM sets on this thing now. I honestly, I think it's just like nobody cares. Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> that was like and, one thing that stuck out on the, the review video was I'm saying like, yeah. Hey, even if you end up like uh, redoing the firmware or whatever, just like make a backup of these ROM sets because they're good yeah. and they're complete and everything else. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Because when I started I, buying uh... these things, it was like, you know, they ship with a couple of emulators on them and like the shittiest open source like Nintendo mm-hmm. game they could find right. to just that would just There's like load, story. you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so there you go. All right. Well, I'm glad you're on board. Now I don't feel as bad. Um, oh, I'm on board. But this is it. This is the last thing I'm buying like this. This will be the last <laughs> yeah. one forever. I'll never buy another one. Yeah. Um, well, hey, you know what? Uh, speaking of dumb shit that you don't need, uh-huh. did you see that there is a there was a Playdate update email that went out? Hey, uh, that was I was going to segue into that. Oh, um, okay. Well, mine meld online then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Playdate sent out a, a email basically saying on March 7th, that's next Tuesday, um, they're going to have a little uh, digital showcase thing, um, 9 a.m. Pacific. It's only going to be 13 minutes, um, focusing on some new games coming very soon, an update on catalog, which is Panic Zone curated on device and web browser storefront for Playdate software and more. So, um, yeah, that that to me says... Well, I'm not sure what this is going to mean, but them having an official storefront, I think, is a plus good move. Very needed. Um, it solves a problem that we talk about every time we talk about the play date, which is like, hey, there's a ton of stuff out there, but I don't know what's good or whatever. I mean, maybe it doesn't solve that problem, but I think having an on-device storefront as opposed to like, 
go to itch.io and try downloading things and swapping them to your system or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's way easier to download something from a store, check it out. You like it, you don't, whatever. That's a way better system than trying to, to do it um, externally from a browser. So very excited about that. And then, yeah, um, I, I just hope that there's like some kind of like graceful sort of um, transition between the itch.io stuff and mm -hmm. the Playdate catalog thing. Cause you know, there's, like that, like itch.io is like the home of Playdate software right now, right? right? And I would just like yeah. hope that, you know, no one's kind of like left out in the cold of like, oh, you didn't make the cut of getting into the catalog well, or you know, like whatever else. Like, I don't think, yeah, that's true because they do say it's curated. So, yeah, that's um, that's what that was raised a red flag to me. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. Like, you know, you mm -hmm. need some level of curation because otherwise you like run into, uh situation of the app store man look how hard it's raining mm -hmm. here i don't know if you can well i don't know it looks wet out there i'll tell yeah. you that much um but but otherwise you just run into the situation of the app store where it's like okay the catalog is yeah. like filled with junk you know and yeah, not right. to say that like itch.io is filled with junk but there definitely is a fairly clear line between the I put actual effort into this game and, and mm -hmm. plan, you know, with the plans of like and having this, this like commercially available to make some money. And yeah, like right. I made this on the simulator thing and it's kind of yeah. like a hello world kind of game, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like I get yeah. it on that, but I don't know. I don't know. I, it, I guess it remains to be seen what the curation means because um, one of the cool things with the play date is the, the game files are these teeny, teeny, tiny mm -hmm. little things, right? So yeah. I feel like a, a, a online storefront runs into a problem of hosting games when they're like gigs big, right. um, costs a lot of money. Playdate, you can host billions of games for hardly anything at all, yeah. right? Like so I don't floppy I, disk, I feel basically. like, yeah, so I feel like they could, um, you know, they could, by curation, they could just mean like, hey, you upload your file to our storefront website interface and it gets loaded onto the store and it'll be listed alphabetically if somebody wants to search for it. But the curation part is like the featured section that we curate and bring, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. you know, we recommend the games we think are the coolest or something like that. So that way that would include everybody, but not necessarily have to like the eShop is now where you have to scroll through like everything to see yeah, all the new releases. Scroll forever. Um, so Maybe it'll be something like that. I don't really know. If it is just a, we only host curated by us games, um, I do trust them to be pretty open-minded about the stuff that they feature yeah. too. I mean, I guess Maybe there's it, exponential difference in the amount of developers making like mobile games versus yes. play I, I think that plays so. into it too, is that it's not going to be thousands and thousands of, of developers like banging on the door to get let in or whatever. Um, which maybe that's a good thing, but yeah, I, uh, I'm interested to see that. And then they do specifically mention they're going to be showcasing some new games. So I'm curious if they're going to say that they have another season coming up or not. Yeah. Um, or if they're going to nix the season idea in favor of just having this catalog going forward. Um, whatever it is, I think it'll be interesting to watch. And I'm glad that there's something going on with play. We mentioned that before where it was like, it yeah, felt like they had all this momentum and now it's been like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah I wouldn't be they... surprised if they kill the idea of the seasonal stuff for yeah. the catalog. But at the same time, the catalog, I guess, could easily house that thing where it's yeah. like, oh, you just bought the season pass. Cool. It's right. delivered through the catalog kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's <clears> it. <throat> um, 
So another info, uh, juicy bit of info from this email was that they said, um, so Playdate began shipping to customers April 18th of last year. And to date, they've shipped over 25,000 units. Um, so they say Playdates are still not yet available to purchase on demand, but you can still pre-order them. And then um, at least in my, I don't know if I get a different one for PR or whatever, it says, uh, unfortunately, not able to provide additional Playdate hardware review units at this time. Mm. So, um, yeah, this is, well, there, there's, did, does your email mention the ship, the switching around of the hardware of them? The, uh, the what now? So, so in the email I got, it, it says, Hey, we fully ship group three. Uh, oh, and yeah, then there's a small, oh, small timing hitch for group four. Those systems depend on an important Playdate OS update to be racked up before they can ship. They have to allow support for some of the pro- the parts we swapped in, in effort to work on supply chain problems. Because remember, no. remember that uh, they they mentioned this a quite a long time ago. It was like, hey, the the processor that we're using in these the specific mm-hmm. part number mm-hmm. because of the chip shortage is not something we can get anymore. We're substituting it for like a truly functionally identical processor yeah. that's like one part number different but mm-hmm. just different enough to need a small software update to yeah yeah I remember your, that. Yeah. yeah so that's that's happening so if you have a if you have your play date now or have mm-hmm. a shipping notification i guess like you are the original hardware everyone moving forward will be this mm-hmm. slightly different uh hardware but and I, I read some post on uh, the Playdate subreddit, I think, where someone like broke out the specs of both chips, and they're like literally identical, other than like I think the yeah. pinouts are a little bit different, or like the size of one yeah. chip is a little smaller, or whatever. But other than yeah. that, it's like the same innards, so there won't be any kind of performance difference or anything between the two. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I must have got a slightly different email geared towards PR or you know journalist people or whatever. But yeah, but uh, mine mine says Group Four <laughs> should ship between April and June. And then group five should ship summer slash fall 2023, which is order numbers 40,000 to 50,000. Interesting. So, okay. So they've shipped half of what seems to be have have been pre-ordered already. Because I, what I was partly thinking about this saying they've shipped 25,000 and that um, you can't buy them on demand yet. Basically, I thought they had like slowed down in anticipation of releasing a new model. But, uh, maybe that's not the case Um, yeah i mean there's still people that haven't gotten the analog pocket you know like i seems like just it's like the nightmare zone for like weird like mass produced but not like super duper mass produced electronics Mm -hmm. right now because of like all the stuff that's going on still with like the chip shortage shit yeah yeah um well uh i did locate my play date and i'm gonna plug it in after we're done recording finally I located it and was like, I got to plug that in. And then I lost it again in a box somewhere. And then I found that box and now I know where it is. I'm going to plug it in and charge it because it hasn't been on in a few months. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the Raspberry Pi is another thing that's been kind of hit by the chip shortage. Like the whole thing with the Raspberry Pi used to be like, hey, check it out. We like did a extremely low cost mass produced mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like in single system on you know, a board computer, right? Yeah. You can buy them for, you know, 25 bucks, use them in a million different projects. And it's like now mm-hmm. they, the, the resale market on is, is bonkers. I mean, like, really? I think I bought mine for, I don't know, like 50 bucks maybe. And they're selling on mm-hmm. eBay for 150 plus. 
Dang, that's crazy. I have um, I have one of those minty pies, the little game system inside the Altoids ten or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, those use a Raspberry Pi Zero. And I guess the people that make those kits to to make these things, um, you can get the kits still, but like the zeros are like impossible to come across to actually build one or whatever. So I'm trying to decide what I want to do with that thing. I was thinking about just getting rid of it to have less crap, but um, it might actually sell for quite a bit now. So. Yeah. yeah, well, it's I guess it's weird to think like uh, it, the uh, someone that would buy that, like, would they even care about the fact that it's like this cool thing or they just want the Raspberry Pi out of it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to find the receipt for my Raspberry Pi. Yeah. To see what I paid for it, because the kit on Amazon right now is uh, $279. Jeez uh let me see here yeah i don't know probably it took it take me too long to find this but um yeah. i don't remember i don't remember it, it definitely was not expensive i mean that's like the whole fucking reason you used to buy these things mm-hmm. right it was like well i think the zeros um, were are 20 were 20 bucks i think they were that cheap yeah i don't know but anywho um yeah excited about play date Excited about Miu Mini. Anything going on in the world of Steam Deck right now? Um, I got my RMA back and my oh. trigger, my uh, bumpers work good again. So yeah, it's interesting about that. So this time around, um, when I sent it in the first time, which was like not long after launch, remember my fan crapped out. I think I had mm-hmm, it for like mm-hmm. a week or two before I needed to RMA it. They just mm-hmm. sent me a new one. You know, mm-hmm. um, and turnaround time was really fast. This time, turnaround time also was very fast. I mean, look, what took the longest was just they RMA just goes like ground shipping. Like, I really mm-hmm. wish when uh, companies did these RMA things, you had the option of like, hey, can I just give you money and like cross ship me a new one? Or yeah. can I pay to like a little bit of money to like not have the world slow shipping on this kind of stuff? Because yeah. it's just like yeah. frustrating how it was like. Uh, my RMA took uh, like three weeks turnaround time, mm-hmm. but it was like once they received it, they fixed it in like two days. So yeah, the rest right. of that was just like waiting for fucking UPS smart post to work its way through. Right. But what's yeah. interesting is like, so you actually send it this time to a uh, uh, like a repair company. It went to a company called United uh, United Radio in Colorado, I think it was. Huh. And so they fixed it and included all these notes of like what they did and stuff, which I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Hmm. That's actually but, interesting uh, that they have uh, these like repair shops around, I guess, the country probably yeah. would make sense. Yeah. So they replaced the two, um, the, the two uh, shoulder bumper um, like control boards, which... I looked up after the fact, I was like, oh, I could have done that myself. It's on, uh, I mean, yeah. I was under warranty, so there was no reason to, but, uh, yeah. Um, let me see what it was. Well, it's nice to know that you could do those things if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Right. Right. Bumper replacement is, uh, seven bucks for the part. Mm-hmm. Um, so like 14 bucks total if I replace both of them, I guess. So. I don't know. That's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, not too bad at all. But you know, if it's under warranty, why why bother? Versus having someone that, I mean, my concern was more just like, I don't want to like mess this thing up taking it apart. Like, I'd rather wait until yeah. it's no longer under warranty, and I have the choice of like, okay, well, 
we can fix it, but we're going to charge you a couple hundred bucks. Right. Or you can try it with $10 of parts, you know, which, right. like, okay, well, maybe I'll give that a go then because, yeah, that's a little, you know, like how, however it worked out, you know, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Anything else? That's, that's about all I got. Oh, um, man. Feels so good to be in an office chair. I can oh. imagine. Oh, I feel like I'm just going to take a nap here. Oh, that's that's something else that's been... <laughs> it's, our kids are, like, relentless with not sleeping. And, oh, my God, the other night I slept for two hours. Not even two hours together. I slept for an hour, got woke up, dealt with one kid for three hours. He finally gets situated. I get back in bed, and then an hour later, the other kid woke up. And then at that point, it was like, might as well get up. But I'm still feeling the effects of that. But man, this has been going on for months and months and months. And I just don't know what to do. Everyone I talked to about it that has kids and stuff is just like, oh, it gets better. I'm like, <laughs> when? Like, how, do I die before it gets better? Because I feel like I'm going to die with the amount of sleep I'm getting. It's very unhealthy. Yeah. Um, it sucks. It sucks. Oh, speaking of which, I got a uh, I got Apple Watch Ultra since we. Uh, hey, what do you were, think about it? I like it, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I do too. I, it's my favorite Apple thing I've bought in years. Yeah. Like even with the new MacBooks and stuff, new iPhones. Although I was I uh, pretty annoyed, so I went to the Apple store. You know, originally, mm -hmm. like I was thinking, like um, I was like, man, you know, I've been waffling on the apple watch ultra for a long time like i wear the stupid thing every yeah. day like you know i use yeah, it yeah, yeah. i use it a lot like i, I mean I, I like the bigger screen and everything I, like a friend of mine got yeah. one and i like was able to like look at it try it on and like fiddle around but i was like oh man like this is this is way nicer than i was thinking it was it, gonna be yeah yeah uh so i was like oh sure i'll just go to the, up to the apple store get the right size band to trade my watch in probably get you know decent amount of money for it because it's yeah you yeah. know the last one they released Not a year old. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they want to give me a hundred bucks for it i was like this is worth what? this is worth more than a hundred dollars oh, to, to for just like two. use it for nothing other than tracking my sleep at night you know so yeah, right so now uh i wear the apple watch ultra during the day uh -huh. i put it on the charger at night i take my old apple watch off i wear for that tracking. for sleep tracking how does wanna... it is it weird having like two profiles in your phone or anything, or do you have to no, switch it, between there? Is it just it does it does it automatically? Like you can just so it just knows both. you have multiple Apple Watches, and sometimes you wear one, and sometimes you wear the other. Yeah, because only okay. one will be. Although I don't know what would happen if you had them through like dual fisting Apple Watches. What would happen? But, <laughs> but there's there's a, a setting in there where it's like, hey, make primary like the one that's like unlock and and last to like raise to be active or whatever. Oh, um, okay. So you don't have yeah, to like go on your phone and switch to no, like no, no, my nighttime watch on. It's super seamless. And I bought this okay. um uh soft band for it that looks like a sweatband that has a thing that holds the Apple Watch, so it's pretty comfortable. Oh. And, Cause um, I, I, I am, I'm in the same boat where I have a series five that. Oh yeah, place. dude, here, I'll, and, uh, see, let me look up me the exactly band, um, the name of the I thought band. about doing that. Cause it's a cool it setup. Sleep tracking. Cause the, I don't really like sleeping with anything on, but the ultra for sure is not a good sleep with it on watch. This is, it's just, this it's is turning very into the Eli and Jared buy things. <laughs> yeah, show. Okay. So search, <laughs> search Amazon for the 12 South action band and just select whatever. Okay. Uh, so it's like a little sweatband looking thing. 
Uh, it's, it's nice and squishy and comfortable. It's <gasps> cool. 29 bucks. Jeez, that's expensive. Or um, save save with used like new for eighteen sixty four. Somebody's used sweatband. Um, yeah, it's a little weird, maybe. So, uh, what what band do you have on yours? The one that is it the Alpine or whatever yeah, it's called? The Alpine Loop in orange. Is it the one that has the little hook? Yeah. The hook in the loop. How do you yeah. feel about that? Because that's I didn't like that. I like it. I thought I the think it's cool. hook was fiddly to get off. I don't know. Do you I feel that way? No, it seems fine. Well, I I, I am annoyed like, though by is uh because it's like fabric. Like I like the orange one because the rest of the like the shit on the watch is kind of orange colored, right? Yeah. But because it's like a light, bright colored band, like mine's all fucking dirty looking. Like it. Yeah. I used to have a, a orange colored band on one of my older Apple watches that got really dingy and gross. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't like that band because I take my watch off a lot throughout the day. Oh and, shit. Um, the only time I take my watch off is when I shower or switch to my night. Put your other watch. <laughs> what a crazy first world problem. No. Um, so anyway, I I bought on Amazon like an eight dollar knockoff sport loop with the Velcro, mm. and um had been using that since. But then sometime last year, I pre ordered this from Nomad. This is like their sport band or whatever. It's just like a rubber yeah. with a normal um, latch and stuff like that. And then it was. It was a pre-order, so it finally came like a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, and I like it a lot. It's it's easy to get on and off, but it just has like a really nice, it's like a really cool kind of rubber, whatever they use, and it's just really substantial feeling. But um, yeah, I'm I really just, wanted yeah. the I like the bright orange. I'm just kind of bummed out by how like dingy this thing has gotten. Yeah. You know. Well, so let me send you a link to this. There's something else you could buy. No, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done for the day. But um, my limit. Yeah, it's it's funny because the ultra is supposed to be like this rugged outdoorsy watch, and it's like literally I just like it because I love how flat I love the flat screen on it, and I love that it's larger and it's not necessarily heavier, but it feels wow. more substantial than an older yeah. Apple Watch, and I just I I want my watch to feel like it's there. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm a big fan of the ultra. I don't know what I'm going to do if they come out with like a black titanium one this year. Oh, or something. I like the the titanium color, so I'll be fine on that one. I so far do, too, after having only ever bought whatever the black but the, of any so Apple Watch is. When, when you do the, the sleep tracking on the Apple Watch, I don't know why I never messed with this before. It's actually really cool. They um, mm -hmm. does like very granular tracking of your different like phases of sleep and like your breathing really? during sleep and your heart rate during sleep and uh -huh. uh, all this other stuff, which like I don't know really know what you do with that data, but it's just yeah. kind of uh, neat to be like, because I don't know, I never really have an idea of how much I sleep, right? Because like I lay in bed, fuck around mm -hmm. on my phone for sometimes hours and then sometimes just get up really early yeah. and you know don't really have much of a concept of like oh did i sleep like four hours did i sleep more than that yeah. i don't know and i guess it's kind of nice to know but it's uh the silly thing for me is um i'll look at like my sleep totals for, it's like so what i'm really bad about is i'll get up at like six o'clock right wide awake you know mm -hmm. totally totally like wide awake ready to go Mm -hmm. uh and but don't really maybe don't have anything going on to like 8 30 or something like that that day yeah. right i lay in bed and fuck around my phone for like another half hour or so and then fall back yeah. asleep mm. and only sleep mm -hmm. for like 10 minutes yeah but then wake up and just be like beyond exhausted yeah. yeah yeah and it's funny like seeing that on the graph like represented yeah. by 
by that. So when you wake up anything past five, if you wake up, just get up. You'll be happy you did. Yeah. And you'll start your day earlier and it'll be fine. But like anytime I'm like, I mean, it's it's not really a, an option with the kids lately, but um anytime I'd wake up at like five and be like, oh man, I don't have to be up till eight. I'm gonna try and get a few more hours of sleep. You don't actually get you don't get meaningful sleep at all. Like that's yeah. not enough time. And so you fall sort of half asleep, half awake, that weird in-between state. And then when you do have to get up, you just feel terrible. Yeah. So well, now yeah. I have that all graphed in the health app. So I'm gonna start doing sleep tracking and it's gonna be like, why are you waking up with like a crazy heart rate at two in the morning? Yeah. Run jumping <laughs> out your, of bed. Your child is screaming. You're, yeah, you're killing yourself. <laughs> your, your heart is going crazy. Um that's a good idea to switch. It's good to know that it's seamless like that. Cause I did think about that, but I was like, yeah. man, I don't know. I don't want to have to have it be confused. I mean, it's, it's, watches I mean, it's one of these things I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with this data. It's kind of interesting, yeah. I guess. And given the choice of trading my watch into Apple for like rock bottom value yeah. or dealing yeah. with some fucking weirdo on Facebook marketplace yeah. to get a little bit no, more money, yeah. I'll just use it to track my sleep, I guess, and not worry about the battery on either. Yeah, because people that I, I, people that do single watch sleep tracking, it's like I ask them like, oh, how do you deal with your battery? And it's like, oh, well, I take my watch off and charge while I'm in the shower. And then when I'm sitting at my desk, I make sure to take it off and charge for a little bit. I'm like, there's no mm -hmm. fucking way that I'm doing that. Like I yeah. what I like about the Apple Watch is like you just charge it at night and you just don't think about it. Like I've never yeah. been in a situation where I'm like, oh, shit, I'm out of battery or whatever, or at well, least dude, not for a very long time. You know, maybe yeah. the original one, but. Well, the ultra is crazy too, because the battery life is insane on yeah. it. And so I, I think it's a default setting where it only charges to 75%. It's like a battery preservation mm -hmm. thing or whatever. Um, and like, sometimes I'll get in bed at night and it's at like 71%. So like it used 4% for a whole day. And maybe I wasn't tracking exercise or doing anything like extraneous with it or whatever, but even days where I use it heavily, it's still at like 40, 50% by the time yeah. I'm getting in bed. I mean, it's designed that way. It's supposed to be able to not have to be charged every, except every few days. So, um, Oh, here's, if you really want something dumb to buy yeah, on the something dumb to buy podcast, yeah. Lindsay just, Lindsay uh, got a Peloton bike last month. Mm -hmm. I think since the last time we talked, maybe mm -hmm. um, picked up some weirdo on Facebook marketplace for, I think 800 bucks has been ridden wow. twice. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, and that has some really cool integrations with the Apple watch. Like she's gotten extremely into the Peloton ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, Cause when you wear your, your, the Apple watch, like it shows all your heart rate on the screen and like what zone yeah. you are, which yeah, that's cool in itself. But then the Peloton ecosystem has uh, all these other like workouts that you like yoga stuff and things like that. And when you play on mm -hmm. the Apple TV, it mm -hmm. also links into your watch and shows all that data, like on mm -hmm. the actual TV, which. Yeah. I thought that was pretty, pretty neat. I haven't seen that before. So I was like, damn, that's cool. That's cool. It is cool, but I don't think I can get an exercise bike. I just don't think, I don't think it's practical. Yeah. She Although uses it every single day. So mm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised by that. I was like, all right, buy another coat hanger for the house, I guess. But <laughs> she really likes it. So I don't know. That's good. Cause it's like that's when great. you were from home, you know, it's like, I used to be really yeah. good about going to the gym, but particularly yeah. since we moved out here, uh, going to the, the closest gym to us is about 20 minutes away, you know, and it's like, yeah. it takes, she can do an entire Peloton class in the time that it would take to just go to the gym. Just get to that's, the why gym. She, that's why she liked it so much. So. What happened to your treadmill desk? Didn't you have one of those? I sold it. I wish I wouldn't have. Mm. 
Because I was like, I'm not going to have room for this because we majorly downsized. And then I was like, well, yeah. I could have made room for it. And yeah, yeah. sold it for pennies on the dollar. Ugh. Too bad. Yeah. Well, I was uh, I, I sold it just before COVID too. That was the other irritating part. Jeez, like, <laughs> you it, made a score during COVID. Because I want to say I bought it new for like the treadmill part for like I don't know five hundred bucks maybe for a new under desk treadmill. Uh-huh. Moved down here and I want to say I sold it for like maybe a hundred bucks or something like that. Because used yeah. exercise equipment is worth fucking nothing. Right. And yeah. uh, and then COVID happened and I looked into like, oh man, I'm not leaving the house at all anymore. Like I wish I had my treadmill desk, but I was like, buy another one. <laughs> and yeah, like buying a used a one was like a thousand bucks. Yeah, was, yeah. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, that sucks. But whatever, I'll just get super fat and die. It's okay. Yep. Kind of resolved that. Yeah, who do I have to impress anymore? No one. <laughs> All right, let's wrap things up. I think uh, everybody's got a nice list of of things to buy <laughs> nice that they don't need. Hopefully, we sold we sold some Miu Mini Pluses to some people. Maybe some playdates. Maybe a treadmill desk or two. Certainly Pel- not Peloton. Uh, yeah, Peloton. <laughs> um, but anywho, uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Sorry we missed the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say we're not going to miss any more episodes, but, you know, at least I have a desk. I have a desk, so it's a lot easier to record. I have a door that closes I can shut children out of. Um, So barring any weird things coming up, we should be getting back to a normal schedule, I would think. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah, that's all we got for this week. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on another episode of Touch Arcade Show the next time we do one. See ya.